You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in the latest in healthcare innovation and technology trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these half-hour segments, I'll bring you the latest advancements in healthcare, innovation, entrepreneurialism, and strategy. As always, we're broadcasting from the This Just In studios on the Business Radio X network, as well as the Healthcare Now radio network. For this episode, we're going to be speaking with a good friend of mine, Sylvan Waller, founder and CEO of Lee Healthcare. Welcome, Sylvan. Thank you very much, Justin. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, It's great to have you on the show and a true pleasure. I first met Sylvan uh, down um, probably about 18 months ago. Uh, you actually um, kind of interviewed me before I became an EIR. I think you were on the advance team that uh, kind of sat with me as I was beginning my days to depart from Greenway. And so uh, we met up then and through a mutual friend, KP Reddy. That's right. That's uh, right. And, uh, and you were an EIR at uh, the ATDC. I think all my guests know by now because I've had so many people come through from the ATDC, but that's the uh, famous high-tech uh, incubator. I think the world's first uh, incubator associated with a college or university, or, um, but uh, very prestigious and a, and a phenomenal environment and a great ecosystem that is down there at Tech Square, certainly led by the ATDC. So. Yep, it absolutely is. And it was a great experience being an uh, entrepreneur in residence there and a great opportunity to be able to uh, be part of the team that I think reached out to you and uh, yeah. twisted your arm to come on board there as well. It was uh, I couldn't think of any better arm twisting that uh, could have occurred at that time in my career and in, in life. It's uh, being down at the ATDC has been a tremendous um, just opportunity, honor, privilege, uh, and educational experience for me. So I appreciate what you did. Um, so before we jump in too far, because obviously Ali'i is a, is a great fast-growing company here we have uh, in Atlanta uh, and some great stuff going on there. But um, uh, tell me where, you know, me and my, the audience, uh, where were you born and raised? Sure. So, um, you know, the, the name of our company is a little bit of a giveaway. I was uh, born and raised in Hawaii um, and uh, from the time I was about six months old until I left for college. Um, and Ali'i, the name of our yeah. company, is actually the Hawaiian word for royalty. And uh, and so we, when we founded the company, we really liked the idea of treating our customers and our partners and our clients like royalty. Um, and so that name really stuck with us. My my co-founder is actually an Ironman triathlon triathlete, and uh, Josh Berman, uh, the finish to the Kona Ironman is on Ali'i Drive. So when we were looking for a name <laughs> that represented the company, uh, it was a it was a great match for the two of us. That's perfect. Actually, I've known you for a while, and I did not know that you were born and raised on the island of Hawaii. Can't you tell by the savage tan? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm thinking that you spend most of the time indoors. That's true. Now. Yeah. But, um, and where'd you go to college? Um, I went to Brown in Rhode Island. And uh, so going from Hawaii to Brown was... Uh, Providence. Yeah, Providence, Rhode Island was an exotic uh, place to go, <laughs> the Northeast. And I'd never spent any time in the cold or the winters. And um, was in the Northeast for undergraduate and then for medical school as well. And after finishing medical school, decided I'd had quite enough of the Northeast and uh, no more winters for me. I, I think I remember you talking about Brown because my sister went, just graduated Brown a little bit ago. and um, Very nice. And uh, that was our first uh, first family member that went to Brown. But um, I actually almost went to Salva Regina down. Yep. I don't think it's too far from 
Um, it's somewhere in Rhode Island. I remember that. But. It is. Yeah, we actually. I was on the sailing team in college. We sailed competitively, and we're uh, you know nationally ranked sailing team. Yeah. And we actually used to sail against Salve Regina, and they had a great team as well. Yeah. So uh, actually, know the, the college. <laughs> That's very very cool. So what brought you to Atlanta? Um, you know, I really. I started my career on the West Coast. So I started with uh, Accenture about 20 years ago. I started in their healthcare and financial services practice. Um, I then went on to work for Kaiser Permanente um, and so got experience working for large health systems and hospitals, um, an integrated service delivery network. Um, And when I was at Kaiser, um, I knew that I eventually wanted to go back to medical school. Um, So applied, uh, ended up going back to medical school training in Boston. And when I was in Boston, as I said, you know, spending another four years in the winter there, I realized, you know, that the Northeast uh, and the, the, <laughs> the winters were not for me. Um, and I really looked at um, uh, residency programs in emergency medicine in, in Atlanta. Emory had really a top tier, um, you know, one of the top programs in the nation. Um, so it came down to Atlanta, you know, in a, a gloomy December day. It was raining <laughs> and overcast, but absolutely loved the program here. Um, you know, really got along with the, the team and the leadership of the program and so ended up matching here in Atlanta and ha- have been here ever since. We absolutely love being here and it's been a great uh, match for my career and what, what uh, I've been doing over the last uh, uh, decade or so. Yeah, that's terrific. I think that's the other thing we have in common is I'm from outside of Boston. So uh, I knew there's some touch points there uh, as well. So let's dive into Ali. Obviously, I've known about the company for a while. Um, I love what you're doing. Obviously, love the space. I mean, telehealth, telemedicine. Uh, I want to say the most recent report that I saw globally, it's over a $30 billion market. I want to say it's over a $12, $15 billion market the next couple of years here in the U.S. Uh, as it continues to grow. I think by 2018, I think it was a stat for the U.S., so, I mean, obviously, it's still in its infancy in some ways, but I think everybody understands it's part of our healthcare system moving forward. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just how we're going to reimburse for it, uh, where does it fit, um, and then uh, how do we integrate it into our care delivery overall. Yep. So, um, uh, obviously, uh, extremely supportive uh, from that perspective. But um, well, you've taken a specific angle with creating a LEE. So what problem exactly are you solving from your perspective? Sure. So you're absolutely right. You know, the, the industry itself is absolutely taking off. You know, by 2018, it is expected to be a, you know, by some accounts, you know, a $16 billion industry in the U.S. And then um, globally, by 2020, it's expected to, you know, push north of a $30 billion industry. Um, and we looked at it and said, you know, we're not trying to, uh, as an entrepreneur, we're not trying to, um, you know, create a solution and then look for a problem to solve. Mm-hmm. We really wanted to make sure that we understood, you know, one of the main problems in healthcare. And in healthcare, we talk about the iron triangle. So cost, quality, and access. Um, and telemedicine, telehealth really allows us to focus on that iron triangle uh, and improve access um, maintain or improve quality based on the timeliness of a visit um, and do so in a way that actually reduces cost. And we haven't had too many tools over the course of, uh, of healthcare as an industry where we can tackle all those things at once to actually dramatically lower cost, improve access, and improve quality. Um, and so that's really where we started was to say um, access is one of the biggest issues for consumers in the marketplace. Merritt Hawkins did a big study last year where they showed that, on average, it's 18 and a half days to see your primary care doctor in the U.S., mm. 24 days in Atlanta, right. 66 days in Boston, where uh, I trained and, and where you're from. Um, and so we really started uh, there to say we can solve a consumer access in healthcare. 
And we saw the opportunity where it was really the confluence of three things. So it was the confluence of increasing trends around consumerism in healthcare. People wanted price transparency, yeah. and they wanted healthcare delivered on their own terms. They didn't want the traditional paternalistic, you know, the doctor says, take two of these and call me in the morning. They were really looking to be, become engaged and involved in their care. And then the trends around technology. So uh, development, uh, development costs are coming down, and technology now is in 80% of consumers' hands. So they're able to do a video visit over their smartphone, um, and the technology is no longer barrier. And then at the end of the day, you know, the implementation of the Affordable Care Act meant there were additional lives that were covered by insurance, but there was no new access in health care. And so according to the American Association of Medical Colleges, by 2025, we'll have a physician shortage of up yeah. to 90,000 physicians. Most of that is in primary care. So when you look at the, the trends of you know an aging population, um, increasing coverage uh, where more folks now have uh, insurance, um, technology that's now in everyone's pocket, um, and the fact that you have no new primary care physicians or not a significant expansion of that meant the access problems we have today are going to get even worse if we do nothing about them. And that's really where we started was to say, you know, we can make a significant change to the healthcare system that helps our friends, our family, our community members. Um, and that's what we're passionate about. That's what we're, where we're excited to play. So you don't seem like the traditional capitalist that I grew up around and in, in outside, certainly in Boston and so forth. So where does your passion come from? Maybe you are a you know, true capitalist, but I don't think so. Sure. So, um, you know, I started on the business side, um, and I'd always anticipated being able to sort of combine my business business background mm -hmm. with my clinical interests. Um, you know, I love practicing medicine. I love seeing patients and, and caring for patients. And as a practicing ER physician, um, you know, the ability to care for someone in their moment of need, you know, is incredibly powerful. Um, you know, my wife, when I started medical school, said, geez, you know, biochemistry and these types of things, that, that's the most, you know, impractical information. And, and you know, um, when are we going to actually use that in our daily lives? Um, now, of course, you know, we, we constantly are answering, you know, questions for friends and family around, um, you know, medical concerns. And it really came from my practice in the ER, where about a third of the patients that I saw in the ER had time-sensitive but not life-threatening medical mm -hmm. problems. They needed a doctor. They needed, they needed the decision-making. They needed uh, potentially prescriptions. Um, and physicians are still the gatekeepers for diagnostic tests and for uh, pres prescribing. But they didn't need all the resources that the hospital brought to bear, and they didn't need all the cost associated with it. So that's really where we started. We said we could solve that problem for a lot of those consumers, um, take care of them in a way that was empowering for them, allowing them to have healthcare really delivered at the time and place of their choosing. Um, and the markets expanded from there. So not only do we see the opportunity within the ER, but about two-thirds of the visits that go to urgent care um, are relatively low-acuity diagnoses, um, meaning they are time-sensitive. They do need to see a physician, um, but they don't need all the resources of, uh, of an urgent care or a hospital. And that's really where we started is we said we can treat these, you know, um, common medical problems, so flu, sinus infections, um, you know, rashes, things like that, um, minor uh, trauma, so you know, again, kid falling off a skateboard, um, falling on their chin at the swimming pool. Yeah. Um, we can solve a lot of those things where parents traditionally had to, you know, take the kid to the ER to determine what's going on. Um, and we do it within the environment of the traditional healthcare system um, in that, you know, we don't replace the primary care physician relationship. Um, we certainly don't replace the ER. Um, but where we're outside of the traditional healthcare uh, environment is that, you know, we're going uh, and connecting doctors and patients in real time 
removing a lot of those traditional barriers around scheduling and driving across town and waiting to get your blood pressure taken. Um, so there we can really connect doctors and patients in real time and create a, a really new, compelling access point in healthcare. That's terrific. And for those just tuning in, we're speaking with Sylvan Waller from Elite Healthcare. So who today will use the service? So the folks that we see using our service, um, you know, fall into two camps at the moment. So one is the group that you would expect, young, tech-savvy, early adopters, um, you know, typically millennials who are utilizing a number of different services delivered over their mobile device. Um, we're seeing, you know, uptake utilization where they may not have a relationship with a primary care doctor. They do have insurance, um, but they don't want to wait two or three weeks to be able to get in to see a new doctor. Um, those folks, you know, have been early adopters and are uh, using the service in a robust way. Um, and then on the flip side, we see, you know, again, the, um, you know, the busy executives, the moms with multiple kids. Um, and where we see the confluence of those two things is really around sort of the attitudinal and behavioral aspects. So when you ask any of those folks, they say, I never get sick. Um, you know, I'm not a sick person. Yes, I may have a relationship with a primary care doctor, but I only see them once every, you know, year or two. Um, and those folks want the ability to solve their problem in real time. They're so busy. They already have so many things going on. Um, they're usually not worried about the clinical diagnosis the, uh, itself. Mm -hmm. They're usually worried about what's the disruption to their, you know, daily lives. Yeah. And that's really the pain point that we solve is, you know, we can take out um, all of that uncertainty. And when they want to see a doctor, literally they download our app and they create a, you know, very short patient profile. It takes less than a minute. Uh, and press the button to be able to have a secure, encrypted, um, you know, HIPAA-compliant and regulatory-compliant face-to-face, you know, video conference with a physician. Um, and it's incredibly empowering for our for our patients who've used it so far. And I assume the app's available today in the App Store and other places? It is, yes. So our consumer-facing app is actually called Bond Intelligent Care, B-O-N-D. Um, you can go to the App Store today and download that. We're available in the state of Georgia. All our physicians are... Uh, ER physicians, residency trained, board certified, who are licensed in the state of Georgia. Um, and you can see those physicians in real time today. Um, our physicians are able to use the live video feed to diagnose and treat uh, and then prescribe medication as appropriate. Wow. So what differentiates you? There's, there's several out there, and some of these companies have been out there for quite a while. So what differentiates you from your competitors? Great, great question. So when we started the company, you know, um, I was an entrepreneur in residence at the ATDC, and, and you know, we definitely subscribed to the lean startup methodology. So we used a lot of the learnings from the ATDC to really help us go out and do customer discovery. We spent a long time talking to not only our, our consumers, our patients, um, our customers, but we also spoke with folks who are in, in different you know, parts of the traditional healthcare value chain. So we talked to payers. We talked to um, investors in the healthcare space who had backed some of our competitors. Um, we talked to physicians who are using these services. Uh, and we really got a deep understanding of you know, the, the existing problems in the marketplace that our competitors hadn't yet solved. And we heard over and over again two main things. One was engagement of the end user. And two was around consistent quality. So when we started this, we really looked at creating a, a consumer experience for our users. We wanted this to be frictionless. 
We wanted it to be empowering for them. We wanted them to be able to, uh, the technology to really fade into the background so that they felt like they were having a really personal experience with a physician. And we've absolutely done that. The pilot that we ran, um, you know, demonstrated a 98% patient satisfaction rate. Um, we expected that folks would use the service on average about twice a year, and they used it on average about six times a year. So we really created an opportunity to engage with our customers. And then when we talked to some of the folks in the healthcare value chain, they also said um, one of the challenges in the marketplace was around consistent quality. And that's what I've done my entire career is building these large physician networks where we deliver top-tier clinical outcomes, operational measures, and patient satisfaction. So we know how to deliver care. And by using a network of ER physicians, ER physicians mm -hmm. are very good at seeing all ages of patients, yeah. all medical conditions. And I always tell the story, they're very good at differentiating between you know, heartburn and a heart attack. And for somebody who has a concern that they come to us with, you know, saying, hey, doc, I think I might have heartburn, and they're complaining of really chest pain on the left-hand side that's raiding down their arm and they're short of breath and nauseous, our physicians are really good about saying, you know, that's not something we can treat in our platform that should be uh, referred out. So, you know, it's really the customer experience and then the level of quality that, that we deliver. And not only, you know, do we say that those are our differentiators, but that's what we saw borne out in our pilot. And that's what we've seen with our, you know, early partnerships um, with some of the traditional players in the healthcare uh, system. And so we're really excited about, you know, where we are today and, and, again, the early traction that we're seeing here. Very cool. So from a high level, I don't want you to, have to get, you know, get too granular, but um, what are the markets that you're going into? I mean, is it hospitals? Is it direct-to-consumer? Is it uh, payers? What are your markets? Sure. So when we started, um, we listened to folks in the marketplace, and we listened to the, you know, our main stakeholders, and those were doctors and patients. Um, and we really created an experience that, you know, was um, was frictionless for the patients, but also frictionless for the, for the physicians. Um, we've got a list of about 100 physicians just in Georgia that are excited to work with us. Um, about 25 of those folks are fully credentialed and can see patients. Another 25 are on the onboarding process. And then another 50 are waitlisted to work with us right now. Um, and when we did our initial pilot, what we found from our reference customers, and these were all paying customers, was, um, you know, again, tremendous utilization of the service, um, you know, overwhelming feedback around um, the quality of care, how personal the experience felt, um, and, you know, their ability to take, you know, relatively straightforward medical problems and get them solved in real time. And all of our patients overwhelmingly said they're really looking for a solution to a problem and not just sort of medical advice. Yeah. So we provide definitive care. When we started on the consumer side, um, very quickly others in that healthcare value chain recognized the value here. So we're now working with, we say, agile enterprises in the metro Atlanta market. Um, these are businesses, some are self-insured, some are not, where they absolutely see the value of being able to provide this to their employees. Um, you know, uh, we can decrease, you know, lost days of work. We can increase um, their ability in some of these competitive markets to recruit and retain talent. Um, and more importantly, it's a satisfier for their employees and for the employers uh, who don't have to worry about absenteeism, who, you know, can provide uh, an edge over their competitors in the marketplace. And then the other big push for us, and this is really my background, is, you know, on the health system side. Um, so I ran previously about 100 different contracts up and down the eastern seaboard, um, you know, from New York to Florida, uh, outsourcing ERs, urgent care, and hospital medicine programs. And a big part of um, what we did, you know, was the business delivery um, and then building the infrastructure uh, to be able to support that. 
So in my last job, you know, the market that I served, you know, grew from 15 or 16 hospitals when I started to about 100 hospitals. Um, we were, a, you know, a $250 million book of business at the end of that. And the physician network went from about 300 docs to about 2,500 docs over that period of time. Um, we also went from about 300 thousand patients initially to 2.5 million over a five-year period. So, you know, our company, uh, and, you know, not just myself, but the rest of our company and our leadership team really has the expertise to, to build the engine on the front end to be able to drive those patients uh, to a service like this. This is, that's incredibly valuable to them. And then build the infrastructure around it to be able to offer real-time services. I mean, we're able to see somebody and take care of the problem within minutes, um, not hours, days, or weeks. Excellent. So the service, how much does the service cost today? Um, the service in the marketplace is $100 for a visit. Um, the average ER visit is $1,400. Yeah. And the average urgent care visit is about $150. Yep. And what we saw w- with the implementation of the Affordable Care Act is, um, you know, Pricewaterhouse did a nice study on this. 80% of consumers have a $1,000 deductible. And 80% of those folks... I have a $3,000 deductible, yep. personally. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and 80% of those folks never meet their deductible. Yeah. And 20% of the folks have the maximum allowable by law for an individual of sixty three uh, fifty. Yeah. And so consumers are incredibly sensitive to that first $1,000 of spend. And so when you look at you know our service, which is high quality, so you're you know, you're able to see an ER physician in real time. Um, it's more efficient. It's high quality, uh, and the price is very competitive. Uh, you know, in comparison to an ER visit or an urgent care visit. Excellent. So. I assume that you're an Ian Fleming uh, fan, where the name came from with Bond? Or? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So um, we really looked at it, and we wanted something that would appeal to a number of folks. Um, you know, we, we James had, Bond does that. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. James Bond does that. Um, <laughs> but also the word itself, you know, and the bond yeah. between the doctor and patient. Um, and so we we certainly, you know, the that's not lost on us that not only does this, um, you know, have the connotation of, of a bond between a doctor and a patient, um, but certainly, you know, is high technology. Um, it's a way to, you know, deliver really efficient services. I mean, you know, James Bond, again, yeah. um, you know, you know, is a is a uh, classic, um, but very uh, contemporary, um, you know, character. Uh, and we felt that mix of classic and contemporary, and then the relationship with, between doctor and patient was a great name for us. And uh, and certainly, you know, we looked at a lot of the options in the marketplace, and and we couldn't keep track of you know some of our competitors who, um, you know, had very similar names, and we really wanted something that would stand out. And and so far, it's gotten. Um, you know, great uh, name recognition with our reference customers. Yeah, no, I think it's a fantastic name for all the reasons you just went through. Uh, and also, what's kind of cool is from the name, you actually can gather that without having it explained to you. I yes. mean, you can you can just see that. So well well done on the branding and the, uh, the marketing side. So as you grow, what are you looking um, for now from our healthcare community, our business community, and, and what can they and we do? Um, I appreciate the opportunity. So, you know, our our um, company is right at the point where we've started to commercialize the product. Um, you know, our app went into the App Store in May, um, and we've just started to do uh, some market testing around that. And then we have um, inked our initial uh, partnerships with a number of uh, both enterprises and, and now, um, you know, larger healthcare players. Um, 
we're continuing to look for those opportunities. So partners where we can reach their, um, you know, their members, their employees, or their users at the end of the day. Um, we have a number of affiliate um, programs in place right now where we're working with large membership organizations to be able to deliver uh, to their members. We work hmm. a lot actually with um, uh, the service community, uh, chefs, uh, and folks in the restaurant industry here in Atlanta who often don't have access to healthcare, um, and we're able to provide healthcare to their members uh, in a way that, that they otherwise don't have access. And chefs, you know, much much like, you know, sort of myself as an ER physician, you couldn't afford to miss a shift. You know, you know right. people are counting on you. And as importantly, you can't take an hour out of your shift, um, or if you're a chef, you yeah. can't take an hour out of the evening to say, like, I got to go to the doctor's office. Um, and so that's been a, you know, that's been a tremendously powerful affiliation for us. And then we're working with independent schools. We're working with, um, you know, uh, higher ed institutions as well, um, providing, you know, care for their students and their staff. Um, and now we're starting to reach out into the greater business community to be able to do those type of affiliations where um, businesses don't want to incur uh, a lot of overhead. They don't want to, you know, carry a lot of cost, but they do want to provide telehealth solutions to their employees. And at, and then at the same time, you know, we are uh, beginning to work with uh, health systems to say, how can we help them better serve their patient populations? Um, and those those remain the three marketing channels that we're really focused on, consumer, enterprise, and health system. Excellent. In the closing uh, minute and a half or so, um, if you weren't doing this, what else would you be doing? You know, I think uh, you asked, you know, most guys my age and they all, you know, come back to sort of professional. What are you, 31, 32, 33? That's right. Thank you. Um, And maybe a couple years older than that. Um, (laughs) Same here. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so, you know, my hobbies growing up in Hawaii, you know, I grew up skating and surfing and doing all that. Um, You know, I love to kiteboard now. Um, When I'm not in Atlanta, we're down and, you know, Kiowa or Hilton Head um, spending time in the ocean. And I'm trying to impart that, you know, love of the ocean Mm -hmm. um, to my kids as well. So if I wasn't, uh, you know, if I wasn't doing this full time, I'd try and figure out how to, you know, be a professional kiteboarder. Very, very cool. Uh, And real quick answer um, to the best of your ability. What have you learned so far in this journey? I know it's a tough question, but it's a good one. I think that if you really have vision and you have commitment to what you're doing, it's uh, tremendously, uh, you know, tremendously, um, you know, empowering. Um, I, I think you, a big part of what I've learned is that with that vision and that commitment, um, you gather a great team around you. Um, we have now 10 people full-time mm-hmm. in the ATDC offices, um, and it's a incredibly committed, incredibly bright um, and talented group of folks. And, I, and I'm just, you know, very excited that vision and commitment um, have attracted that team around me. Um, and I'm thankful for all of them every day. I'm, I'm here getting to tell our story. Um, and they're really, you know, they're building the business even while I'm uh, not there on a day-to-day basis. So that's been a, a tremendously rewarding, rewarding learning experience. Yeah, I've been in your office and you have a great team, uh, very energetic. And yes. they're, they're great to be around. <laughs> they are. Um, so my last question, I always ask this of all my guests, what's your favorite place to get or be inspired? Um, I always go back to the ocean. So in college, you know, when I was in Rhode Island uh, and you needed some inspiration or, or to um, be able to regroup, you know, I would drive out to the coast and, uh, and you know, be able to, to look at the ocean and, um, and remember that, you know, everything is in perspective when you're doing that. Um, same thing here. You know, we, we will drive down to Hilton Head or Kiowa, um, and it doesn't matter sort of what time we get there. My wife knows that yep. the first thing we're always going to do is, 
you know, make sure that we get to the beach and we can see the water and uh, all the stress melts away. And, and it certainly, you know, provides that perspective that's important in a, um, you know, a demanding job um, like, like we all have these days. Yeah, I was on the radio a couple of weeks ago and they asked me that question and uh, I wasn't expecting it, but my answer was basically the water. Yeah. I um, spent a lot of time on my boat and that's where I recharge. So, yeah. Sylvan, great to have you on my show today and I truly appreciate you taking the time out to uh, to join me. I know you got a lot going on, a very busy uh, career building your company, so thank you for being in studio today. Absolutely. Thank you, Justin, very much. We really appreciate the opportunity to tell our story. Thanks, brother. Uh, and thank you to everybody for listening and joining us today. Please tune in weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. As always, you can track me on Twitter at HIT Advisor and use the hashtag ThisJustIn so we can respond to your comments from the show. In addition, all my content will be posted on my site, justinbarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week.